What's up, everybody? You are listening to Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. I'm your girl, Jazzy Bell. And on this show, we focus on the many talents and influences from women in hip hop. And today, child, I am so excited. I got one of the guests that was on my bucket list to get, and she is here with me today. Her name is Tanisha Scott. Now, now Tanisha Scott is a choreographer to the stars. <laughs> Don't laugh at me because I've been struggling with that word before no. I even got on the mic. I'm going to keep it real with my listeners now. Choreographer, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to get it right all night, okay? But she is a choreographer to the stars. She's been doing her thing for a minute now. Y'all probably know her to be in a lot of the Sean Paul videos. Yeah. Give me the lightest one. Uh, one of my favorites was I'm Still in Love. Okay, y'all know the shorty with the begging body and the shorts and the hat. Okay, we're going to get to all of that. You also know her to do the dance moves for Beyonce for Baby Boy. And recently, a lot of people love the dance moves from Drake and Hotline Bling. So again, I want everybody in here with me to clap it up for my girl, <laughs> Tanisha Scott is in the building, you guys. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> What's up, oh Tanisha? God. I'm good. I'm so nervous. Why are you nervous? Because I don't, I don't really talk that much. I just move. So <laughs> Did yeah. you say you just move? I just move. <laughs> That's it. You do a whole lot of talking with your movements too, <laughs> and we appreciate that, Lord Jesus. Oh, no, God. but I love this podcast because, like I said, it sheds light on the women that's doing it within the culture, and not just you know hip hop artists such as rappers of course is dope but a lot of the women behind the scenes that make things happen and you are a staple in this culture and we need to celebrate women like you more so again i appreciate you being here so i gave my listeners quick little synopsis of who you are and a rundown of your work mm -hmm. now what i like to do on this show is to give people a little backstory as to how you became tanisha scott the star that you are. So if you can, please just bring us up to date with as far as, as far as like Canada and growing up and your upbringing and your family. Okay, cool. Um, so like you mentioned, I'm from Toronto. Yes. And uh, my father is or was a DJ back then. Um, so I grew up literally from the womb. Everything was music. Um, my parents are Jamaican. Yes. I was born in Toronto. So the Jamaican heritage is like a strong influence. Yeah. Um, so I think from that, my love of music began and dancing. Um, so my dad used to have a lot of parties, used to have a lot of basement parties. And my mom would, I'd be the kids, three of us, I have an older sister and a younger brother. Okay. And I'm the feisty one. Which is, in other words, like the feisty one. And oh. I'll be the one that be like, okay, I'm going to dance. And mom will put me up on the table. And she's like, go on and show them a little something. And I'll be winding <laughs> up my waist and stuff like that. How old were so, you? Oh, my gosh. I was nothing but more like three, four years old. Wow. Okay. From the moment I can walk, I was moving. My mom and dad told me. <laughs> um, so I grew up, like, my passion has been dance all my life. Mm -hmm. But I grew up um, as an athlete. So I actually went to school um, for track. I went to University of Windsor. and That explained those legs. <laughs> Keep going, please. <laughs> so I went to University of Windsor for track, but I, you know, I dance all the time in the sense of uh, my sister is older than me, so she'd take me to the clubs all the time with her. She was sneaking you in too? Yes, she yes, was. Yes, gotta love an older sibling. 
<laughs> and I'd be the one in the middle of the circle battling with the boys, asking me what I'm doing. I have no idea. I thought I was a break dancer. I thought I was a popper. <laughs> I thought I could do everything, but I just knew that in my heart and soul, everything was dance to me. Yeah. Um, long story short, I went away to school and it was when I was in school that I joined this dance crew and this dance crew was called Dudette based Dude in head. Toronto. Yeah. A guy named Luther Brown, who's like a huge choreographer right now. Um, and at this time, he was how, you were how, how old? Gosh, I was probably like 19. Mm-hmm. 19, yeah. And, and since you were dancing up on tabletops at, at your parents' house, <laughs> so 19, you just been, you've been dancing throughout yeah, that whole time. Yeah, that's just it. I just, I was never track. formally trained. That's the only thing. Um, my parents were like, okay, well, we're not going to put you in dance classes because everything for me was athletic. So even though it was in my heart, I never knew of any type of job that you can have with being a dancer. Mm-hmm. All I knew was like, okay, I'm going to go to the Olympics. I'm going to be an athlete. I'm going to be a track star. Yeah. That was my focus. Wow. Um, but my love was dancing. So I joined this dance troupe in Windsor, do that. And it was through this dance troupe that I realized that there actually is, or there could be a career in dance. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to perform all the time, everywhere. And this one time we performed at this event called the Celebrity Beach Bash in Toronto. And that's where I ended up meeting Maya's choreographer, a gentleman by the name of Showtime, legendary The singer Maya. Yes. Yes. So I ended up um, meeting him because she performed as well. And he was like, listen, you're fantastic. <laughs> I just want to get your number, keep in contact with you for anything that may come about in the future. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course. Done. Put that aside. <laughs> okay. So hold that for a moment. Okay. Then cut to one of my dearest best friends is... Little X at the time, Director X right now. Extraordinary. So, yes. So when he was out here in New York um, doing his director thing, he was working under Hype Williams and whatnot. He, once he started doing some jobs and whatnot, he'd call up all his forces. So myself, you have Melissa Ford, you have mm-hmm. Sarah, you have a whole bunch of us that he'd come and The Canadian come. crew. Yeah. <laughs> come and be in these music videos and whatnot. And through that, that's how we all met Hype Williams. And through his videos too, he'd sprinkle us in here and there and whatnot. I love and how he brought his people in though. Like, he did. He, he always does. He mm-hmm. always, always does. And um, it was on the set. Uh, so at this point, I'm doing music videos because I'm like, okay, well, I want to be a professional dancer. Right. I'm not a model or anything like that, but right. in every video, there's always some party scene. Yes. And I can dance. So, you know, that's <laughs> the thing. That was like my little break of like, okay, so I want to, you know, I always was in these videos at the same time as like the dancer or one of the dancers in the party mm-hmm. scene or the featured dancer. Mm-hmm. So cut I want to stop you for a minute because yeah. I wanted to go back to. Uh-huh. I already know. So I already know what? I already know. Go Where are we going back to? I don't really think you know. Not yet. Okay. But I hope whatever you think I'm going to, I'm going to end up there. Because <laughs> you're a little apprehensive. I'm like, I want to go there, honey. Uh, but no, you know what it is? Because I like to really get a full-on idea as to uh-huh. like how you got to where you are today. So okay. you fast forward a little bit to you being with Hype Williams and, and Little X and getting yeah. into videos. But when you were younger, like who was some of the inspirations that you saw that were maybe in music videos or like 
I don't know, like Soul Train. We just had a Soul Train. Oh my gosh, easy. Like, who were some of your inspirations as far as dancing? Favorite, favorite, favorite of all time is Patra. Oh, nice. Patra was everything to me. Patra and Debbie Allen. I thought Debbie Allen exposed me to a whole nother world of Broadway. She did, no? You're good. Oh, okay. (laughs) She did, um, I had this uh, CD. where she was the lead in Chicago. Deborah? I mean, Debbie Allen? Debbie Allen, yes. Yeah, so she was singing the thing. I was just like, holy crap. I got into Broadway because of her, mm. seeing a black woman doing that, and then yeah. seeing a different world. And I'm like, wait, but she's a dancer, but then she's also a director, but she's also an actress. She put me into, like, put my focal point on dance and realizing that there's so many other avenues of it that you can do because she was exceptional at it all. Mm -hmm. And then with Petra, I just saw myself. I was like, this beautiful woman from Jamaica dancing the way I like to dance and on this huge platform with Aaron Hall. She was on In Living Color. I wish I could be on In Living Color. I wish like all these things. So those are my two, the two women in my life that I saw visually that I was like, wow, they are true inspirations. Them, and then when I started watching and getting into a lot of the music videos and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I started noticing Fatima Robinson, mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, her poise, the way Legendary, she moves, yeah. Aaliyah, everything that she did, Michael Jackson, like it was just unbelievable to me mm-hmm. to see that there are women that are doing this Mm -hmm. so Fatima on the choreographer scale was so huge and so big I didn't even know what choreography I knew what it was but like how to really do it or whatnot but all I knew is I just wanted to dance for her and all I knew is that I wanted to be like Debbie Allen and all I knew was that Patra is the shit because you were feeling like it was a mirror like absolutely and that's what I would say when it came to you being in music videos for me watching you it was like it resonated with me because here's this chocolate Mm -hmm. sister curvy and just killing it just executing every little move so it's funny how these women that's why I like to say that well I guess it doesn't matter because it's it's not up that's why I like for people to get their props so when you say you know some of these women you admired it's crazy how I'm in front of you. And just, even though I'm not like a dancer, but I know how to pop lock and drop it. <laughs> you would think I was a dancer, but no, but you know what I mean? So yeah. to see you, it's like, yeah, like she, you did that for me. So I would love to know who did that for you. Now, growing up, you know, it was always the, the issue when it came to just women and our skin color and, 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 I knew it. Yes, in our honey. culture. Mm-hmm. So again, you did that for me because I'm like, she's a chocolate Sweet. sister, like, and she's curvy. And then back then, I felt like music videos wasn't really representing that as much. Um, did you struggle with that growing up, having to deal with the whole imagery that they projected on television and not really seeing yourself? You know, it's funny. Growing up, I never had an issue mm-hmm. with it. Growing up in Toronto, it's really multicultural and. Um, I find that my generation are the first generation Canadians. So everybody mm. are immigrants, Greek, African, West Indian. So literally our parents are the first ones to 
to, I can only speak for Toronto, to Toronto. So we're all immigrants and we're all striving. So my neighbor, one neighbor on one side will be Italian, the next one will be Greek, then the next one would be Guyanese, and then there's Chini, and then there's Asian. So it's like, it was literally like the coat of arms of Jamaica, so to speak. Wow. So I never grew up having an issue with my complexion or my body type. Um, it was actually celebrated. We all celebrated each other. That's how but it was I, in Canada? Yeah, growing up. Growing up I never, I'm glad you, know, you said I that. I never had that issue. I'm not saying it's not like that now, but mm. that's my personal experience. Now, when it came to the industry, it, I started seeing a lot of things. I, funny enough, um, I feel like, oh, I'll tell you this. Hype and X are two men that saw beauty in all types of women mm -hmm. and really changed a lot visually. And I can only speak for them too because my career started with the both of them. And, but funny enough, you know, I've been in many a chairs where even though I was the first one in the chair to get my makeup done, and I was, they were told by the director, Tanisha's one of the principals, I'd be the last one to get my makeup done. Mm. And if it wasn't that, I'd come out and I'm like, I don't look like myself. I'm like, I either looked ashy, the makeup was wrong. And it, it did something to me. And because of that, I never, not I, I think I'm beautiful, but because I was like, this is not what I look like and I didn't feel beautiful, I ended up starting to wear a hat. I'm like, you know what? Because they're not gonna rush me on set, they're calling for everybody. So you know what, forget it, I'm just gonna wear a hat and no one's gonna have to look at my face and determine if I'm good looking or beautiful enough for them. What you're gonna do is you're gonna see the way I dance and respect that. And lo and behold, that became my signature. Mm. The low hat so that you can't, judge. you can't judge me, you can't look at me, but you're gonna feel me through my movement. And my talents. And that is exactly what actually propelled my career. So the thing that was quote unquote used against me or the thing that you know, held me back or could have hold, held me back. Um, I used it to propel myself, to use it as my strength. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I always wear a hat. It's funny, like people recognize me more when I have a hat on than anything else. I was going to ask you. Mad low. <laughs> I was like, when did you come up? Were you cognizant of the fact of that being like your signature look? <laughs> but now I understand it took for you to to deal with that type of adversity. Yeah. To, to come up with this well-known signature look that you have so funny even like when i um wow. audition for stuff it's it's pretty much say like me and two other or four other chocolate girls were like oh it's gonna be one of us who's it gonna be this time you know mm. what i mean it, it was it, it was it that was like then that. yeah and still is now not so much no okay now i'm in charge yeah i was like you still auditioning Mm -mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> still doing that? But now you I'm know, playing with, with Tanisha Sky, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I'm the one that picks the dancers, and I'm the one with the artist and mm -hmm. working with them on what it is that they want and whatnot, I have a lot of influence. So when it comes to the things that I do, I make sure that the dancers first and all sorts are represented. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that because I felt the same way. I started my career doing urban modeling. Mm. So of course I was in the Vixen world doing magazines, print and yeah. videos. So growing up in Detroit, everyone looked like me. You know how it is, yeah. you know, just brown and round. You know, that was, <laughs> you know, 
You know what I mean? That's the right. norm in the yeah. D. But it took for me to come here and to delve into this industry to be insecure. Yeah. I've never felt insecure until I got into this industry and I started to question my beauty. But that was never the case. Of course, because I had to, I was confronted with issues with yeah. other women that didn't look like me. You know, just something that's so simple as filling out a release form and asking the sister next to me that's happened to be five shades lighter, like, can you pass me the papers? Like, ugh, don't talk to me. It's like, what? <laughs> but you nice to the shorty next to you. So it took for me to realize what was happening. It was just unfolding in front of me. So to see that you experienced that, or to hear that you experienced that as well, and to end up where you are today is just inspiring. And that's what this podcast is about, to be inspired right. by you women's story. Um, now we can bring it um, back up to you with Little X and Hype Williams. Yeah. When he called you, Little X called you. Now, mm -hmm. when he called you and the Canadian crew, mm -hmm. did he hit you up about being a, a choreographer? choreographer? No, that came later. <laughs> That came later. He just he knew he always... just needed your skills, but it wasn't for you to be tagged as that. So when you came no. in, you came in under the impression that you would be a video girl? No, there weren't even really like titles. Just like mm. when X speaks, like, I just need you. Mm. Be there. Okay. And he was doing music videos in Toronto. So I'd be in a lot of his videos in Toronto as well. Um, like be it riding a bike, just like one of the girls. But, um, yeah, so, ding, 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 going back. Okay. So now, remember the story about meeting Maya's choreographer. Showtime. Uh, Showtime mm -hmm. in Toronto, dancing with Judette. Cut to, I'm doing Breathe and Stop, music video with Hype Williams. In that video, there's like a little moment where I'm just freestyling in one of the setups. I met... Q-Tip's choreographer, Kashaya Dudley, on that set. She, too, took my information and was like, I'm going to call you if something comes up. I think you got some skills. Blah, blah, blah. Done. Cut to Planted out of a the couple, seed. right? A couple months later, ironically, Showtime and Kashaya actually knew each other. And they're also, they oh. were choreographing together for Maya. So she was one of the other choreographers. She had to leave, or some girl had to leave and step out, and they had a conversation, Kashaya and, and Showtime, Showtime, about like, yo, I met this girl. Yeah, I met this girl. I think she'd be good, a good replacement, blah, blah. And they're both talking about me. Katsu ended up coming to New York and auditioning for Maya, um, which was scary because I've never auditioned before. I didn't even really know how to really do the five and six and seven, eight choreography, because even though I did it back home, we were on some like freestyle, just freestyle and some beats. And it's like, I knew how to dance and do Luther's choreography, but being exposed to another choreographer who's all about the spins and turns and the drops and the flips. And I'm like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> couldn't figure it out. So it's an audition. I danced for my life. I know that I did you have up your accounts together? Oh, yes. Oh, I know wow. I fucked this shit up, but it was your when first it came time. This is my first time ever auditioning Ooh. here in the States. But when it came down to the freestyle, I was like, thank God they had a freestyle section. I killed it. And I actually ended up making it as her dancer because of my freestyle. Nice. He, Showtime, and Maya were like, okay, you made it and we want you because of your freestyle, because of your heart and the way you perform and 
you better get these steps together once we get into rehearsals. So that's how my dance career started as a professional dancer. As a professional choreographer. Dancer. Oh, dancer. As Not a professional even... dancer. Got it. So okay. I'm dancing. The choreography was Showtime's choreography. Right. So I was dancing for Maya's, her background dancer. And mm-hmm. then through that, ended up getting an agent and going on different auditions. Now, how I started off as a choreographer was when X called me and was like, listen, I'm in Toronto doing this video for Sean Paul. Give him the light. It's an older song, but I need you to come and choreograph it. I was like, what? You said I don't choreograph. He's like, you need to figure it out, but I need you to come home and you need to do this. Lo and behold, I figured it out. Went home, now come choreographed home, it. Canada. Toronto, yes. Because okay. by this time, I'm on tour with Maya. So I'm traveling. I'm in New York. We're in Europe. But I started staying in New York a lot more as the home base since all the dancers were based in New York and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so yeah, went home, did the video and Sean Paul's Game Delight became this thing that just started to spiral. Everybody loved it. I think that's actually how he even got his deal with Atlantic. I'm not sure. Really? Or whatnot, but that became a huge phenomenon. Yeah. So at the time of the record, he didn't have a a deal with the label. I don't, don't quote me on it, but I don't think so. Or maybe that was the first look Mm -hmm. or whatever. I think maybe deals were like swirling around. Mm. Possibly. Maybe he was signed. I don't know. I probably should know. You'll probably kill me the fact that I don't know this. Now, you weren't in that video. Were you in that video? I was. Were you in the white at the end? Okay. And that was just like a celebratory moment X and I had. We're like, yo, we're done. And he was like, go and just dance. And I was just, you can see I had the hat on. I had my sweatsuit. Got it. Dancing. And then he comes yes. behind me. We're yes. just joking around. And he ends up leaving it in the video. Yes. Yes. As <laughs> you describing it. It was like, yes. I remember. <laughs> so that started... My career as a choreographer, because once Sean now started doing more shows from when he got nominated, all these things started happening for him. Mm-hmm. He was like, I need you on my team. You were there. You helped me You put the choreography and got the dances together. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I loved what you did. So I want you to choreograph for me. I'm <sighs> like, and I had to figure it out. I choreographed his shows. videos and it's been laud give me the light came out in 2001 all right now and i'm still his choreographer and we're in 2017 right yeah 16 years pretty dope and x did all his videos back then too so Mm -hmm. it was like a family affair that has to feel good and, and safe. Amazing. Completely. Yeah. Completely. So. See, so now I remember back in 2003, Vibe Magazine credit you as kind of bringing in the Jamaican dance moves to mainstream. Yeah. How huge was that? Like, how did you feel at the time? I mean, that was in 2003, but to be credited as the one to bring it to the masses. Tell me how that felt. I didn't actually allow myself to feel that Mm -hmm. because it just, what I did was just natural. And Mm -hmm. what I did was about the culture. So it wasn't me. It was just Sean's music was reggae dancehall music. So I had to do justice to that and the right frame of mind and the right movements. And, you know, my dad's a DJ. Like, it was just me showing my culture. So I didn't wa- really want to feel like... It was effortless for it you. It wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't me. It was... I felt like I had the responsibility of making sure, like, that dance hall and these Jamaican dances were shown properly on another platform for people to respect and love. 
and honor at the same time. Because mm-hmm. just like with hip hop, um, you have what breaking, you mm-hmm. have um, DJing, you have graffiti, you have so graffiti, many different you aspects. Have, yeah. Right, and dancing, dance hall music is a part of reggae music. It's a part of the whole system. So I had to do justice to it. So I didn't feel like it was me. I'm just a reflection of my amazing island. So I don't know. <laughs> now I'm looking at you and I'm in awe because I'm like, yo, you probably is the one that helped me learn all those. Because in Detroit, is not as multicultural as a right. New York or yeah. even as a Canada for right. what I just learned Obviously, growing up, I mean, in the past 12 years, being here, 15 years, actually, now, wow, being here oh, in New wow. York, yeah. But Where do you live? I live in Jersey now. Oh, yeah, but I lived in Harlem for, like, eight years prior to that. You seem like a Harlem girl. Yeah. Yeah, I can see yeah. it. I want to say I credit you for teaching me some of the dance moves. Yeah. So watching you being able to, like, showcase these moves, I didn't know, like, I mean, we got video, so that's cool. But, like, my listeners won't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. But, like, the, the leg with the... Is that a um, name? Do you call that something? The log on, probably. Log on? Where you, like, step out, come in, step out. Come you in. and Shaw Paul, I think, did that in the uh, video. Yeah. Which video is that? Is that... Um, That was... Hold on. Give me the light. Light glue. Light glue. Okay. Yeah. We went through a whole series of dances. And you still did current. it even in Highlight Bling. You and Drake was doing that, I yeah. believe. So what is that called? <laughs> That's called the log on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you definitely taught me to log on. on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, would you say there's any dances that you curated yourself that we may not know and give you credit for? Because you're such a freestyle dancer. And mm-hmm. I get that by watching you on the screen. And even for me, when I dance, I just be making up shit. <laughs> Like, I'm, like, really a freestyle dancer, like, in the hood. Like, you know, <laughs> I ain't a professional dancer, but I really love how to dance. That's why I really was looking forward to interviewing you. Um, would you say there's a dance move out there that you definitely created yourself? Um, there's this move that I did. I'll give you the backstory because it's cute. Okay. So I did um, Jay-Z's, uh, what's the name of that song again? Um, show me what you got. Mm-hmm. We're in show me Monaco, what you got, little mama. Oh yeah, the, the racing called, scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. they called me up to get a bunch of New York, like the best of New York freestyle dancers, at the time to come to Monaco and freestyle. It was like a commercial for Budweiser and music video. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the girls was not there or something along the lines. Anyways, I ended up. Um, Jay was like, okay, at some point you got to jump in and freestyle too. I'm like, I ain't got no clothes. I'm not dressed or nothing. He goes, I, I don't care. I'll tell you a little funny story too with that. So Give it up, to Tanisha. Go and get changed. <laughs> I went to go and get changed. There was nothing there for me, obviously, because I wasn't one of the dancers. Right. But there was a dress there, this like gorgeous, shiny, fringe dress that was actually for Beyonce to wear. She ended up just not doing the video. I ended up putting that on. Yes! Fill it for B. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> could never fill it for her. Yes, she did. It was like an outfit. <laughs> and the stylist was like, here, take this, put this on. Because it was like the only thing that they had left that could actually fit me. So I put that on. I remember I had on some big shoes, too. The shoes could not fit me. I don't know whose shoe size it was because uh-huh. I'm a size six. 
So I put on the shoes, way too big. I had to go out there, and I'm like, I'm a freestyler, so whatever I got on, if it's a garbage bag, I'm going to do what I got to do. Yes. Girl, those shoes were wobbly. I ended up doing this thing where I was on one leg, and the opposite leg was like circling. And all I remember is B saying, yes, keep doing that. And she kept telling the director, shoot that, shoot that. And I ended up doing this thing with my one leg just spinning around. She kept telling me, kept doing it over and over again. Tanisha, can you stand up and so do it became, real quick? Oh, my God. I don't remember. <laughs> can you just but, try but, to attempt to but, do what you're talking enough, about? I ended up doing it again when I was dancing for Sierra. Okay. And ended up doing it again. And I think. Cause she had asked me, what is this move? And I'm like, I don't know. And ended up just calling it the bird. I don't know. It's what? not even a real dance. It's nothing. It's just something that I do that if you watch the video and some stuff, you'll be able to see. And I'm like, oh, that's the thing that she was talking about. So there's that. And then um, in Let's Ride, Sierra's music yes. video that... that girl! Well, I love you hit. so much, girl. I swear you taught me how to dance. You don't even know it. I can't dance! I know that boob child. Use it a few times, a few occasions. So, I don't know what that's not called anything, but there's just a moment, a move that yes, wait the a choreographer minute. Jamaica liked, and she just kept it in the routine. Okay, so that move is when uh-huh. Sierra's on top of the car and kind of like, oh, which, which so move is So it's at the-, the very beginning of the video, mm-hmm. and we're just, yeah. it's in the ooh video. That's it. And we're taking our hands. Our legs are spread. And we're just You can show it, real, show it real quick. You okay, can t- my pants are real tight. <laughs> so am I. But <laughs> when aren't they? <laughs> okay, let's get up. So yes. Here, mm-hmm. Back and we just do this. That's the move. <laughs> I want to see if I can do it with you. Yes, you can. Come, baby. Perfect. So she with that body. Yaddy, yaddy. Stick your leg... Switch to the opposite leg. Uh-huh. And this grind down. Hey. And get a little bit lower. Hey. 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 Come on, baby. Sweat. Come I could do it much better, I'm sure, but <laughs> I've been all it. of you. You got it. You got it, boo. <laughs> Did y'all catch that? Did y'all catch that? <laughs> Shout out to Bonsu in the building. <laughs> Recording the behind the scenes right now, catching all that. Yo. I love Bonsu. Now, what do we call that move? The gyrator? I have, let's call it something. The gyrator? Okay. (laughs) The gyration of it all. Oh, my God. Thank you for sharing that, because I really feel like certain dance moves that I learned from watching you came from you. You know, like, seriously, because things that I've done throughout the years, it's like, people's like, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just having fun. Yeah. And I get that. And that's why you're successful today, because you're just passionate about your work and just it just comes from within. It's just oh, very effortless, and and I and I really do get that from your work. Now I do want to talk about your creative process because you came mm-hmm. in the game being just a freestyle dancer to mm-hmm. now being a choreographer. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so funny. Yeah. Tell me the difference, like for you, and do you prefer one over the other when it comes to choreography, doing choreography and dancing? Mm-hmm. Freestyling. Yeah. My heart and soul is freestyling. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm just so connected to lyrics, beats, drum patterns, snares. Just I can 
completely just drown myself. I'm in love with music. Yeah. Beyond. And when I was a kid, actually, I used to have a really bad stuttering problem. Really? Yeah. Like horrible. Really? Where I could not speak in public without having something written down and me looking at it. Like literally anytime we had speeches, Mm -hmm. I'd get... I'd walk into class knowing that I'll have 10% off because I cannot, I'm not going to memorize it because Mm -hmm. I can't look in people's faces Mm -hmm. and give a speech because I'd get so nervous and I'd stutter so bad. Mm. So music, not just because I grew up with it and I loved it, it was a way for me to express myself a lot. And I realized this as I got older. I was like, oh, that that was why I love, or this is why I love music so much. Um, But in any case... Between choreography and dancing, freestyling is my heart and soul. That is my heartbeat. But what gives me the most spiritual pride and accomplishment is choreographing and working with artists and allowing them to be themselves and see a super human version of who they are Mm -hmm. and just being at mirror and seeing their successes after them defeating or stripping away all the layers of be it insecurity, be it anxiety of whatever takes or whatever they have before a show and then having people accept them and having them say, I love you to the audience and feel good. And after they get off the stage and they're sweating, that to me Mm. is everything. That is like what I want to be known for is to know that I was able to help you channel yourself and be the best version of yourself and to fulfill your dreams, that's that's everything to me now. Personally, for me, I just want to freestyle in the room, yeah. dance, wop, 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 boo boop, 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 feel the music, however. That's, right? my, that's my heartbeat. Yeah. But my soul and what I want as a legacy is to be able to stand back and be like, I'm happy and I'm proud of you because you were able to find yourself. Mm, and you help him get to that place. I try to be a vessel to make that happen. Yes, I do my best. No trying. <laughs> you are. <laughs> now, do you have a favorite video that you choreographed? Whoop. Because you did a lot. And you worked with so yeah. many people. I, th- I think maybe one of my favorites, for sure, was Sean Paul's We Be Burning. Mm-hmm. Because... I, Sean is a, is a dancer, regardless if, you know, I, first of all, people have to understand that everyone in the world, I'm using this as an analogy, everyone in the world can run per se, right? Mm -hmm. You can run. You may not be an Olympic runner, but you can run. So however you express yourself through dance is how you express it. There's no like tear of like, oh, you can dance or you can't dance. Nah. However you move is how you move because there's people who are offbeat and you know when you're in the club and someone's offbeat doing a whoop-de-woo and you're like, they look crazy. But before you know it, all of a sudden you start doing the whoop-de-woo the exact same way they're doing it. It's infectious, yes. right? Yes. So Sean loves to dance. He respects dancers, whoop de whoop When um, we did We Be Burning, the new dance out in Jamaica was the Willy Bounce. Okay, what's that? This. Oh, see? Yes. It was created by a legendary dancer in Jamaica called, yes, named Bogle. It's this. Hey. 
Hey, yes, and it's a swing. Yes. That's it, right. <laughs> so he, to me, helped push that forward culturally, the Wooly Bounce from that video. Sean Paul did. Sean Paul. And wow. even though people are like, oh, Sean Paul can't dance this and that, nah. Really? But the people fact say that, that? Why is that the case? Why? It's not. It's just because he's light skinned? <laughs> but you know how we are. Exactly. Our people, boy. You know, hate you but for um, mainly in Jamaica, people feel like you know he can't dance. Okay, but it's that's that's not true. Okay, so okay. the fact that he helped propel that move, mm-hmm. and then for me, for me, doing it with him and pushing him, like, yo, now nah, we got to do this. You got to do it. And so because he, he had difficulties, to, he had difficulties. No, getting he it together. didn't. Okay. he knew how to do it, but it was just shy. Like, should I even really do it? Because you know, people think, nah. You know what I mean? Do yeah. it. It was that. And then You know me, how important it would be to the culture as well. Of like, course. Yeah. Yes. And that's true to him. So why not? People are gonna love it. If people love it, they love it, they hate it, but that's you. And then hmm. for me, with the choreography aspect, it pushed me because when we're out in Las Vegas in some desert, I don't even know if they even had like roads or streets way out over yonder mm-hmm. with my three girls. I had to choreograph something that I wanted to make it different and a little bit more monumental. And we had just come back from a trip from Egypt that completely changed my life on this like spirituality and these pyramids and things being majestic and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to use that. And I started thinking about the pharaohs and Cleopatra and all these stories and Mm -hmm. then looking at these hieroglyphics and the way they're moved and I actually was inspired to do the choreography in that way so the three girls were more like statues so they were doing more shapes as opposed to just dancing and doing cool dance moves yeah I was working with like formations shapes and then we're also in the sand and then I got to feed the inspiration between before when it had to deal with like their styling, like their outfits to look. So I was also inspired by um, Robert Palmer's music video, the one with all the ladies just stoic playing the their guitar? instruments. Yeah, and they all had on like the red lip, the, the red, red lip, lip, and the black dress. Yeah, so I was inspired by that. I love you so much. That's really one of so, my favorite videos. <laughs> right? It's crazy. So simple. Iconic. So, though. Exactly. So all these different things brought into. I was like, instead of just going to a room and making a cool dance move. I want to be creative and it started coming to me and I started putting things together and so it became a really big popular music video as well so mm-hmm. I was proud of that so that's one of the my the most many favorites. that you have <laughs> do you have the one that was like your most difficult yes which one is that um I wasn't doing choreography but it was uh I was just in the video um and it had to do a lot with insecurities mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other women. And I'm here last. That's actually the, the video set that I was on where I was the last one in the chair. And I had to rush out and just felt crazy. What set was that? It was Still Dre. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I was in the line with the girls and we're dancing. And then I was also in one of was the low riders. Yeah, it was shot in L.A. Still Dre. It's so funny how yeah. people's talking about this song recently because, <sighs> crazy, but I'm such a hip-hop head, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, I always knew that Jay-Z wrote that song. <clears throat> it was outed back then. 
that Jay-Z uh-huh. wrote that song. And the video was so huge along with the song with the low rider jumping. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's the video that one of. Mm. But yeah. But it's the one that's for I could see how that could head. be the video that, that gave you the drama. Ooh. But lo and behold, it gave you your signature look. It gave you you. Mm-hmm. in this business in this industry yeah. it marked you as the one with the hat and the curls and the fat ass <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the gray body <laughs> so still dre was was when you experienced that still dre was yeah. a difficult video for you to do it was so now i'm going to be showing this in the video but i want all y'all definitely to to go back and check that now you that's when you threw on the the hat that, because... no i had a, a ponytail in that one okay but that is just one, one of the of moments them. it was after that i started wearing hats a lot i used to wear braids a lot in these videos mm-hmm. now that one was different all oh, right mm-hmm. so that was difficult for you because of what you experienced behind the scenes on set yeah still stuck in my head because i know i cried i called my friend and you know what who did this to me was the makeup artist it wasn't the guy it wasn't hype but everybody was lovely as amazing but it was a makeup artist the head makeup artist and she gave she had her assistant do my makeup but all of us other 12 feature girls were done by her and i remember her her assistant was like i can't find her color like it was a big problem like i can't mix anything it was such a big problem i remember that and i called my friend's mom Mm. and she was like, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You're talented. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And it's funny, like, this was a woman doing this to me. She didn't care. Mm-mm. I can't wait to see her again, though, and tell her, like, you know what? You accidentally scarred me, but you made me so beautiful. Made me stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and be able to tell this story for Very other sisters so. watching this. Yeah. It can grow from it as well to know that they're not alone. Right. Absolutely. You know, that's really what that represents. And let me tell you another cool story. Um, when I did Neo Stay video. That was my next question. Oh, damn. For real, girl? Girl, you, I'm telling you, we're in sync, boo. Whoop. Okay. You my new love. So I started working. <laughs> I started working with Neo, um, putting his show together and whatnot. Uh, and... When it came time for him to do his me, ooh, actually, I have some good tea. I forgot about this because I found this out recently. Um, yeah. So when it came time for his music video, you know, they had the casting director had women lined up, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It was Neil that said, "I actually think I want Tanisha to be the lead in the video." Why? Because he was comfortable with me because I was choreographing for him at that time when he first came out. Now another choreographer happens to be my best friend, Jamaica Craft, choreographs for him. But yeah, so at the beginning of his career, it was me. He was just, you know, nervous, young, and you know, this is a big deal for him in his first music video signed to, what is it, Def Jam, yep. right? Def Jam, yeah. yep. And um, he's like, no, I, I actually want Tisha because she, she looks like the girls that like me. And then I liked, she looks like the girls from around the way. And I want her, and it's because I'm comfortable with her. So I was like, um, okay. But you know I got to wear a hat. <laughs> so, wow. Cut to um, 
that actually was a huge video for me because that's the time they're like, listen, you can't wear a hat. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to expose myself to the world. They actually going to see your beautiful face. <laughs> and I didn't see God it like that it. right then. I was like, here I go. I'm going to get judged. And I was so nervous about showing my face. But I felt comfortable. They made me feel comfortable on set. Neil's like my brother mm. to this day. And it was an amazing experience. Terrifying. The only other thing I had, if it wasn't my hat, I had these black bracelets that I always wore. Mm -hmm. So that was my sense Comfort of security. Zone. Yes. Yeah. But being on set was great because he's my brother. So it was nothing to it. Um, video was good for him. Um, we used to always joke around because I ended up, I was dancing. We did this cool little thing where for his shows, it's like he told a story. It was like a Broadway show through his music. Mm -hmm. And anytime we perform, it was like a little story. So he sometimes would be like, damn, people ask about you more than they ask about me. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I was going to say, you said that was a big video for him. I mean, of <laughs> course, because it kind of like, that's when he got signed. And I think that was his yeah. first single. Yeah, it was. But it was child, so that cute. was your first single as well. I Wasn't it? That was your first solo yeah. light sh yes. shined on you. And I yes. remember you being at that damn sink washing those dishes and shaking <laughs> that, jiggling that booty. Was, was it a purple dress or a blue dress? <laughs> And that was my best friend. That was Jamaica, because at that point, she was choreographing for him. Okay. And she's like, do it. You got to be you. Come on. And it was rude. And I was like, but I'm like, don't worry. Just what would you do? Like, <laughs> you know, so it was a fun moment. But, but the acting of it all was great as well. <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, I felt like, I, I hear you say y'all like brothers and sisters and y'all yeah. really close. But I believed it beyond the brother and sister. Y'all was a couple in this video. I believed it. I believed it, it gave me the Martin and Gina vibe. Yes, word. Okay, good. Yeah, it gave I'm me glad. that. And that's cool. I've never seen that before when it came to your look being the main girl. Not even the main, the only girl. Yeah, that's crazy. I think Petey Crack had a chick. Yeah. He I did. think. <laughs> See, doesn't stand out. Right. Chocolate yeah. stood out. <laughs> and that jiggle in the beginning stood out. <laughs> So you credit that to Jamaica, right? <laughs> she told you to. She's like, do you, T. Do that Jamaican shit. Do it. That was funny. But let me tell you something. Just only a few years ago, know that Jay-Z co-signed me do being the lead in the video. Shout out to Jigga. Yes. Really? Why? I have another amazing story about him, too, with um, A. Poppy. Mm -hmm. He gave me the speech about, you know, just... Knowing that, you know, how you are, you're a classy young lady and whatnot and keep doing what you're doing and what, like, it was just great conversation. He's been nothing but, like, an amazing influence. What period. was the advice he gave you? I guess the biggest advice he gave He was just like, he, he, he said, like, continue to be the classy woman that you are. You're super talented and you're going to go far. Mm -hmm. um, and don't get, don't get sidetracked by nothing. You're good. Were you cognizant of that going into this industry? Because back in, back then, mm -hmm. it was always projected to us because I, I was younger in Detroit and watching the videos yeah. and and then you would watch like these behind the scenes documentaries on television when they say oh like the video chicks or these men the entourage yeah. would always hit on you it was a lot of like sexism mm -hmm. and misogynistic mm -hmm. like men like you know just mm -hmm. you know yes. what did you experience that absolutely I'm, okay absolutely but um I was lucky because I was the other girl. I wasn't the main. I was the other girl. Oh, yeah, I teach the, the dancer girl. 
but I wasn't that. So mm-hmm. I, I was able to like even stand back in the cut and watch and see. And things have happened too. I think this industry is one of the few industries where the lines are blurred between professional and social. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. you're on set, it's a professional set, but then somebody may be smoking or you may be drinking or what. You know, it. those lines can be blurred at the same time. So, Did you personally you know ever have to deal with like sexual assault? Like you see what's going on with like the Harvey Weinstein and everything in Hollywood? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Inappropriate touching. Yeah. Unwarranted touching. Yeah. Anybody ask you to grab my ass? No. Nigga. Right. In right. The comments. Yeah. Not cute. How did you deal with it? One. Well, actually, before I even get to that, let me finish this story about the stay video. Okay. Was it last year or the year before? I found out that one of the heads of the label. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm didn't want that video to come out because they said they need a lighter-skinned girl to be the lead. That video was almost not going to come out, and they're supposed to redo it. But, yeah, between Neil, Jay, whoever else wanted it. Fall for you. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, this, this is it. But, yeah, crazy. It took a long time before that came out, and I was like, ooh. Before, like, the, the date that it was supposed to come. Yeah, I heard. And I was like, wow. They was pushing back dates? Yeah. They shelved it? But it because out. of you being the lead? It's just, wow. I, I'm flabbergasted. Because right. it's, you really, shout out to Neo. That's a homie. Yeah. And his wife. Shout out to Crystal. I was at their wedding. Oh, beautiful. But you were the star. You made... That's why I love like the culture and, and interviewing people that involved in it from outside of the of the mic because the videos help yeah the music become what it is to us. Mm-hmm. And that one in particular, I will say when they play it now in the clubs, I jump up like and I'm trying to make my booty jiggle. How you made your <laughs> booty jiggle with it? Because the imagery of it all, like it yeah. stayed with us. Yeah. Stay. That's no pun cool. intended. But yeah, it really did. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So the fact that they tried to stop that, I don't know where his career would be right now. It sounds a little far fetched or a little like a stretch, but you play such a huge part that people don't really put that into consideration. If that video wasn't right to that song and the viewers didn't gravitate to it, we probably wouldn't have bought the album. We probably like videos play a huge part, and the people in it plays a right. huge part. It's true. So I really want second- you to. I really want you to tell me who the fuck that was. But <laughs> up to you. It's all good. It's all good. They may be feeling the heat now, or maybe not. You know what I mean? Who knows? But it's all good. It's just you just never really know. You know mm. what's happening around you. If you're listening right now, if you're not inspired, turn the channel. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> do you have any dream collaborations that you haven't worked with yet as far as artists that you would love to choreograph for? No, because I'm completely fulfilled with all the artists that I've worked with. Anybody new, like, new and up and coming, I can honestly say that. Have you worked with Chris Brown? Yes. Okay, which, for what? I worked with him on um, Seven, Seven Streeter song that she had with him. Yeah, don't worry. the name of it. Um, and I was supposed to do this last music video for him, the dance hall. What? Oh, Jeez, Tanisha, I don't remember the name of this song. I'm so bad. 
but I wasn't able to do it. But yeah, um, anyone who's super talented. I just I'm see you two collaborating and just being really dope. <laughs> like I love when him and Sierra collaborated. I thought that was like, oh yeah, amazing, sick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that you wish you did do that you felt like you passed up on or you didn't have the opportunity to do it because of scheduling or whatever? Like, you didn't get the job, but a Jamaica or a Fatima or somebody else got it, but initially it was for you. Gosh, no. Because you know what? Anytime I don't get something, I know I'm not supposed to, and I'm happy about that because it would have been a disaster if I did it. Like not what? Right. Not that you regretted it, but yeah. it was supposed to be yours, but it didn't happen. That's a good question. There are many. There are. There Thank are. There are. There are. Give me one. I got to think. I can't think. It's right there on the tip of your tongue, child. I can see it. I swear. <laughs> I'm really thinking. So I feel like we all been like, through that in our careers. Never. It was like, I got the call for this, but I didn't do it because I was already. I had to. It's without a doubt, Fatima Robinson it has to. It, yeah. There's a lot of things that I wish I could have done. But it's had her name written all over it. God it was damn. something that she called you for. Aaliyah. I was about to say, if it's yeah. Fatima, it gotta be Aaliyah. Yes. My D girl, my Detroit yes. girl. <laughs> so I was blessed enough to dance for Aaliyah, her last performance on the Jay Leno show. Oh, And wow. I wanted to do her tour and um, rock the boat. But Fatima had me dancing. I was dancing for Shaggy at the time. So the times conflicted. Mm. Yes. Mm. Biggest. I got to meet her once, two days for her solo and do the Jay Leno show. That was amazing. Yeah. But to be in more of her presence would have been so beautiful. So you were supposed to be probably in the Bahamas with her? Probably, yeah. And hype shot it. Like, yeah. Rest in peace to Aaliyah. She's oh, one of the ones yeah. that I miss. Yeah. Like, truly do. It's a lot of talented people that gone too soon. And you know what? Um, and recipes to her dancer that, and makeup mm-hmm. artist, I believe, that, mm-hmm. that died in the plane crash. So, you know, everything mm-hmm. happens for a reason. I believe That's in true. that, too. If it's yeah. for you, it's for you. But I just was wondering, because I know it was plenty of opportunities for you right. that you couldn't do because of prior obligations. So it's it's good to know that that was one. But... Listen, everything happens for a reason. It may so that true. yeah, who who who's to say what would have happened? Exactly. If, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, along with Aaliyah that's gone too soon, you was able to work with the late great Whitney Houston. Yes. Oh my gosh. And why do I have to use the bathroom right now? You know what? Go. Because maybe I can work out this camera because that's my favorite artist of all time. But I do want you to touch your Whitney Houston. I definitely so, will. so please res- okay. use the restroom. Thanks, Tanisha. <laughs> All right, you guys, any of you out there listening, if you're interested in sponsoring Women in Hip Hop Podcast, please email me at jazzybell3 at gmail.com. That's J-A-Z-Z-I-E-B-E-L-L-E, the number three, at gmail.com. Now back to our regular scheduled programming with our guest, Tanisha Scott. So we left off on you working with the late, great Whitney Houston. Oh, my gosh. Whitney unbelievable just aura and spirit you know Whitney's there even with your back turned you can feel her energy it was 
a dream come true that I didn't even know was a dream. Just, and the fact that she listened to me and took my advice and I got to create like a little move for her, <laughs> you know, just so she's like, okay, come on, Diva, show me, show me something, show me something. What do these young kids do? What do I need to do? <laughs> I'm like, uh. Come on, Diva. That's what she called you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was amazing. Um, yeah, just being able to coach her. I'm like, what am I doing right now? You know? And to know that a, a living legend was listening to me and taking in what advice I was telling her. So that was was amazing to me. And it made me realize, okay, this is the second part of your journey that God has for you. Um, I took time away for about six months and I went to the New York Film Academy to learn music video directing and it wasn't to be a music video director uh, wasn't my focus it was to understand the language of the camera to understand lenses to understand different frames lighting everything so that when it came time for me to excel even past music videos because I wanted to do movies. I wanted to do commercials. I don't want anybody to tell me, oh, well, you don't have this experience or whatnot. I wanted to make sure that each artist or dance troupe or dancer that I'm working with gives the best performance for whatever camera is looking at them. Could be for a movie, for even Broadway. I want to make sure that what Ever the ideas for the director, I can best execute through that movement, be it if it's going to be fast speeds or slow speeds, like is it bigger movement, is it smaller? Okay, when, you know, if the frame is just on the face, so it's less about the lower body, but it's more subtle and just speaking through and understanding, like look right through the lens, like all these different languages and whatnot, so that I can make the artists as well as the director's experience a lot better, they can have what they want. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to be a lot smarter. Mm -hmm. And I believed that with anything that you do, if I want to be a dancer, I have to be the best dancer, to be a choreographer, to be the best choreographer. You have to know how everything around you works. And once you know that, you can actually do your craft and take it to like an exceptional level. So knowing, well, I did that prior to working with her. That's the only reason why I think she respected me because I knew what I was talking about. So when the director was like, okay, we're going a wide lens. We're going to go from this angle. Geez, so when she's sitting down, is it the left leg or the right leg? I mean, it's the <laughs> right leg. It's more poised. You know what I mean? Yeah. Turning towards the camera. And then now I need your body and your language to be up. Speak through your fingers. Speak to your shoulder. Like all these different things. I won't tell you everything. You got to do you know what I mean? <laughs> but like I put myself through school to make sure that I can do what I'm doing right. I, if I'm a dancer... I want to do more than just that. I have to excel and I have to pay homage and respect the whole industry, not just a simple part of it. I love that. <laughs> that's a whole lot. No, wow. but that's, that's, I'm glad you shared that because a lot of people probably didn't know that you took it a step further and did all of that. Now, that video in particular that you're talking about, that's mm -hmm. the one with Winnie Houston and it was called I Look To You. I Look To You. Yeah. It's Which, simple. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like very simple, but it's so, it was intricate in the details from the shots to how she's moving. Like, you know, sometimes you have to be even bigger and bolder when you're on camera and even when you're wearing white 
and stuff. It just, you know, she's talking to, to God and we want to have that same experience that you do if you're right in front of somebody and you're at, say, the altar or you're hearing a preacher, just go in. Feeling the spirit one-on-one -on -one is different from just having it on TV. So we wanted to make sure that what she was saying in her lyrics mm -hmm. and how she was emoting was captured. So I had to you do, do my job. job first. Oh, thanks. You did a good job. Because it's, it's more broad for you outside yeah. of just being like, the Jamaican reggae dancer. exactly that's what that everybody was so knew me central for. and just mm -hmm. very like you said intricate in in this moves that she was doing within yeah. the video it was well well sought out like well thought out but you did another video with her yes the million, million dollar, dollar bill, bill. <laughs> which I loved yeah and her little hand movements <laughs> that was you right dance yeah killed it because <laughs> at some point I became like the girl that everybody hired to make a dance for a song. So from John Kingston, Fire Burning to you name it. I don't I just been making up dances. What's the dance she made up for Whitney? What's what's that move? Because I'm watching this if video again, and when I saw her do this, like she up, did. Down, turn it, and it, turn it, turn it, say, oh, uh, uh, oh, say, look. <laughs> I forgot if I see it. Oh, yes. Uh, down. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I watched yeah. it before I got here. Okay. <laughs> I was like, don't tell me she taught my girl that move. <laughs> I loved it, but she killed it. She like, if did. you really pay attention to that it, that that uh, video with Whitney Houston, Million Dollar Bill, yeah. watch that move. And it's like, okay, that's, that's Tanisha Scott, everybody. That's Tanisha Scott. And you Scott. know what's so funny? She taught me. She's like... Because I had like a different, I had like an intricate kind of thing. And then I had a mediocre thing. And she's like, just let me talk my words through my hands. I was like, yes, ma'am. That's what that was. And that's what that was. Uh, and then it down, was nice. Left, yes. Round and round. <laughs> and she had the whole crowd But at crowd the end, the it. dip. It was, yes. and then the head, it was the, it was the head jerk that I was like, yo, I'm done with Whitney and Tanisha Scott right now. This is legendary. <laughs> I loved it. You being able to work with her. I mean, I mean, that I mean, awesome. you're, you're doing it. You did, you did it. Now let's bring it. So we pretty much got everybody knowing what you did prior to now. Mm -hmm. So let's bring it up to date. Okay. Talk about what you're currently doing opposed to everything we talked about as far as like your past accolades. Sure. So right now um, I have some new babies, some new artists that I'm helping. I'm, let me say helping develop. They're out there just killing it. Dancing so, wise? Not dancing, but just it's, just it's funny. It's more than just dancing that I'm doing now. So I'm working on the artist development side. Mm -hmm. And with artist that, development. yes. So with that, I've been helping um, labels break a lot of their new acts. So I'm the first one that they go to to be it how to hold a mic, song selections, oh, this you should have this stylist or whatever the case may be, but helping them prepare to actually perform for a show. Because nowadays, a lot of these new artists 
haven't actually even performed prior to them getting signed because mm-hmm. their music is on SoundCloud or whatever. Instagram. Yeah, and they start getting all these accolades and getting a following, and then the labels come and they're like, okay, well, you got something going on already. Let's sign you. Okay, well, next two weeks you're going to be performing on this. And they're like, wait, what? They yep. never even performed in in front of their manager, much less in front of 50 people. Mm-hmm. So I come along and work with them and help them develop themselves as the artists that they are at the beginning. So the artists that I'm working with that I was able to do that with have been Bryson Tiller, mm. um, SZA, her, SZA, that's my girl, and Daniel Caesar. <laughs> really? So those are my, yeah, those are my new babies. They're uh, amazing, I, I, as you know, and they're killing everything now. Is this right a now. separate like company that you started with this, or is, are you working with the labels to kind of? No, they're just. Um, this is what it's kind of what I've always been doing, but it's just been with choreography. But they just happen to not have dancers, except for Khalid now has dancers. But it's just something that's just naturally. I've evolved into or people have put me in this position as art for artists mm-hmm. development you with them grassroots mm-hmm. from the beginning mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. so awesome I love I love, that's, it's been it's been making me really proud and you've been doing that well SZA is one of the names as long as Bryson Tiller who I like as well mm-hmm. but SZA is like my girl right now SZA. so you've been rocking with her since the beginning SZA well SZA was SZA before I even got and started and was even able to work with her. Mm-hmm. We just had a moment where it was like, who hooked us up again? Rihanna, Brit Awards. Mm. And she was on, she performed because of the song that they have to they have on to her album. Like, yeah. Oh, anti, yeah. And from there, she was just like, I want to work with you. And I was like, I want to work with you too. And so we've been trying to, we've had a rehearsal once, an impromptu one, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to what's happening next, we're going to make some cool things happen next. I'm excited because I'm such a big (laughs) SZA fan. I came later, though. I'm not going to act like I was there from the beginning. Right. Because I just wasn't up on it yet. Right. But control, child please, on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so repeat. And I can't wait to see what she does next. Um, I do want to talk about Hotline Bling. I'm sorry, because that video <laughs> is like one of the biggest videos that's gone like viral. People do like these, it's what do you call like memes. your memes to like, they do these like spoof videos of it. Like uh-huh. it just took a whole world on its own right. I think right yeah it did it really did <laughs> the creative process of Hotline Bling just talk to me about that and just working with Drake like how amazing is it like working with him he's Drake already sees before anybody else can see what's going on did you meet him through a little ex I'm assuming did he or did you already know each, each other, other on the Canada Toronto, yeah pretty much <laughs> um but Drake always has like a plan. He knows what he wants and he can already perceive something happening. So it's just about everybody else getting on on board and making it happen. Literally, that was just vibes. It's just vibes and it's all him. 
There are dancers in the video. Is this you? <laughs> did you do this? I just need to know. <laughs> did you create this as well? <laughs> Is this you, Tanisha? I just need to know. That's Audrey. The, no way! <laughs> I do not want to give him credit. <laughs> and I love Drake. We talked about him a few times on this damn podcast, child. But never in this life. It was always something else. <laughs> I interviewed Malaya Michelle. She talked about something else when it came to Drake. <laughs> Among other women that dealt with him on a whole nother level. But so this is refreshing to talk about him in this light. So he came up with the. Yeah, he's vibey. Drake is, is fly. He's cool. You know what I mean? So it's. Okay, so for all of you who can't see me right now, I'm doing the the finger up neck roll dance move with the feet up side by side that he does notoriously throughout the videos. Just for you guys who can't see us but can hear us, check out the video Hotline Bling with the finger up. Yeah, that's Audrey. <laughs> Literally, being on set was just a vibe, and everyone was was just going like. All right, what are we doing now? Okay, and just li- I, I I can't lie, it was ju- it was literally just like vibe on tense. One of my favorite video sets to ever be on. Be on period. Yeah. Yeah. Period. It was. Wow. <laughs> wow. And you guys knew each other prior. For, yeah. for how long have you guys known each other? Would you say? Oh my gosh. Um, I knew him since he was on Degrassi. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Like Toronto's is big, but it's small mm-hmm. in the industry. Like New York. Yeah, so like we'd run into New like York. the same Chinese restaurant. Yo, what up? Like, and it's all love. So, yeah. <laughs> now talk to me about dealing with brands because outside of doing videos and you being able to even tap into film, which I'm gonna talk to about, like working with George Clooney and Tina Fey and all of that. Oh my God, you know this? Yes, I did my research. I wanna play with this. Oh. I'm really a journalist, you guys. Awesome. She's awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, dealing with brands like mm-hmm. we got Nike, yeah, um, Gap. Gap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Tell the kids about that. So, because um, <laughs> that's huge. Because some people just box you in and just being like a dancer. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. well, uh, so Nike, how I started working with Nike was um, the year, was it last, last year, um, to reveal the new shoe, which is the Vapor Max. They wanted to do um, kind of like a, what should we call it? An exhibit, basically it was an exhibit. Okay. And they had, was five of us? Five different quote unquote influencers Mm -hmm. in the city come and take one of the shoes and um, one of the older shoes, so from the 95, the 97s and whatnot, and just recreate what you what it meant to you at that time. And you have so, a 97 Air Max. Yes. Which I'm not a sneaker girl, far from it. Everybody knows I do heels all day long. But if I there was that. one shoe, yeah, it was the Air Max. Words. 96, so, I think it was for me. Okay. I think. Uh-huh. And I had like my, my friend's shoe. I was rocking her shoes. Yep. I was borrowing my friend's sneakers. Love it. it. Too small for my feet. <laughs> <laughs> at blisters by the end of the day in school. <laughs> but it was just so fly to me. 
and nobody was gonna pay for the sneakers and my friend had it she said I could borrow it it was like two sizes too small and child Damn. I was struggling <laughs> struggling with blisters in the back of, of, of my foot but I love that shoe and yeah. I saw that so continue on you being a representation of what that made you feel back in yeah. 97 what it was for mm-hmm. me and that was the era of the shiny suit man so it was the the ditty it was like the um, mace it was a hype mm-hmm. william videos it was everything it was just shiny and bright mm-hmm. and it was also that dance hall moment to the feeling so for me i put together like a dance exhibit pretty much around all mirrors so it was just like an infinity moment of just dance so people was walking and you just saw different images of yourself all over the place it was just movement and it was just loud and it was bright and it was just a reflection of you. And that was just a reflection of me. The brightness, the loudness, the silver, all of that. Um, so that's how I got connected with them um, from doing the exhibit. Mm-hmm. And then with Gap, um, Gap came to me uh, because they're looking for people in the industry who influence the industry but are behind the scenes. Who are helping Industry as in music industry? Music industry, okay. correct. And um, that's how I ended up working with them for their Gap Fit. Line. So was it just Gap reached out to your people, your agent? I'm just trying to figure out how did it all. Oh, come it was into a fruition. branding company. It was a company that was working with Gap, okay. looking out for anybody that they can feel as a good that would be a good fit for them for their Gap Fit line, which is basically their exercise fitness line, empowerment woman. This. Let me tell you, those leggings, I'm going to get you a pair. Yes. It is the best pair of fitness leggings ever in life. Like, it's high-waisted. It's cut in the size and the places that you want on your thigh. Girl, don't it's play with gorgeous. me. No, I'm seriously going to get it for you. <laughs> for sure. For I'll be sure. on that treadmill and my tights be running down my ass. You know that feeling? <laughs> yes. When you're on the treadmill running? And it's just, yeah, and you have that gap in the very front. It's so little, unattractive. Yeah. I already hate the gym. That moose knuckle in the front. Just keep pushing down. Not I the know. moose knuckle. Yes, because you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? the moose knuckle. I can't. You gave it a name. <laughs> you know what I'm talking the about? The struggle is real. Yes. I literally hate the gym. And the yeah. fact that I got a dress for it yeah. and I and it doesn't work for me, like it's I got you. I don't go. It is in my building and it's part of my I rent and I still don't understand. go. I hate it. <laughs> and having a heavy bottom running yes, on that so treadmill is very uncomfortable. <laughs> just so you know. So you right? It's just, it's just a heavy, it's like a kettlebell behind your back. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I knew you would feel <laughs> like, Yes, because it's not just like big, but it's weighty. So unlike, you know, the balls that, that you be bouncing on, them big exercise balls? Yeah. They're big as shit, but they're hollow. So it's like nothing, but you have a kettlebell because it's weighty. It's like meaty at the bottom. I get it. I get it. It's not just big, but it's weight. Yeah. Talk to them. It's they think, weighty. They they Can't think I'm I just be playing. My <laughs> trainer think I'm just complaining. I'm like, dude, this shit is it heavy. Yeah. And it is making noise. Yes. Yes, I know you like you in the gym. Yes. You don't want to bring all that attention. <laughs> Put in slow mo. It goes boom, 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 and it's like moving this and this. Waterfalls like a bu- <laughs> jiggling like a goddamn waterbed. And I be telling my trainer, like, why do you whip out the camera at this point? I'm not feeling sexy, my dude, at all. But this is the time you want to shine because you want followers. Yeah. 
This jiggle ain't cute. It's really, I hate the gym. Oh my gosh, baby girl, I understand. We need to link But up, I'm going to get like you those tights though. No, definitely. <laughs> I'm going to get them for you. Trust me, because you have that tiny waist and I, I understand. I Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> now we Besides that fit. So yeah, so that's it with Gap. So they're just like, we're looking for somebody that's just not like the average. And at the same time, it's Gap fit. So they, you know. I'm not a skinny girl. I've never been a skinny girl. I've been the thicky wicky that's like, okay, well, you can pass, but. Thicky wicky. I never heard that yeah, before. Yeah, I don't know. I just made that up now. Detroit is pretty so. brown around. Oh my God, you make up shit too on the fly? Yes. Thicky wicky. I'm totally going to take that. The curator of thicky wicky. <laughs> They're just like looking at us crazy right now. Cool. So, um, yeah, we get. So they were like, okay, well, they wanted to brand like fitness and something else so fitness mm-hmm. and dance and like doing choreography is a form of fitness too so mm-hmm. that's how i got with that and i'm about to go with another brand too but i'll tell you about that when it's when it happens so i'll come when back when the check clears yes. and when the ink is dry exactly but i wish you, you luck on it whatever Thank it you, is sugar now we talked about your career in dancing which uh-huh. still is prospering uh, we talked about the branding you dealing with brands which is huge for a lot of i know eh yeah it really Especially is because black people Yes. Um, dealing with these huge brands like Nike, Gap, that you talked uh-huh. about, to now getting into film world. Yes. Dealing with heavy hitters like yes. George Clooney and Tina Fey. Oh, my gosh. I just really need you to chime in on that and just okay. tell the people how that even happened. So you. it started off because, shout out to Wayne Burroughs. He gave me my first opportunity doing a movie where I choreographed for The Notorious. Mm-hmm. So I worked with Derek Luke, and I worked with um, the guy playing... Baby. Gravy. Jamal Willard. Jamal Willard. Yes, AKA. Jamal Willard, a.k.a. Gravy. <laughs> and Notorious. I'm a hip I gotta give it up. Yes. I gotta say Gravy first. Yes, right. Sorry. <laughs> Notorious, little Kim. Um, so I, I was able to work with them on... Not just recreating all the performances that happened that were actually shot for the movie, but got to work with them on their movement. Mm. So again, they weren't doing choreography, but here I am teaching them how to move like another person who exists. You taught still. them how to embody yeah. these I characters. I had to study. Derek Luke, I had That's to study Diddy. So he knew how to Diddy bop properly. And the best props that I got was when Diddy said to him, like, yo, you do me better than me. And I'm in the back like, yes, thank you. (laughs) I was happy about that. But the most challenging and um, best part of it to me was working with Jamal. Mm. And that's because through watching all these old tapes that I had to of their performances and in interviews with Biggie, I realized that there's three different men. Mm. There was Christopher Wallace. There was Christopher Wallace, Biggie, and Notorious B.I.G. All three men moved a little differently at different Mm. times. So even from the interviews, how Biggie would actually sit and which side he would sit on because he was lazy. There's little different nuances that I caught onto that I was able to give Gravy along with his vocal coach who was there. So we weren't just in the studio moving and shucking and jiving. And I'm like, this is the way he moves. He moved more with his back. Or, you know, Puffy was always on this side because that's the side that I noticed that, 
with his stronger eyes so he can always see him and Puffy was all, you know, I was able to watch and really dissect all these different things and make it happen. And everyone did wonderful performances from my understanding and that's how I felt too. So that was my first door into doing a movie. And then from then I ended up doing um, Bridesmaids with, uh, what's that girl's name? Tina Fey? Uh, Kate no, not Hudson and um, Kate Hudson and Girl with the Black Hair. This is so bad. I saw this movie too. The, is that the one where they friends. were being married on the same day they, and yes. they fought each other? Exactly. Damn, I'm so bad. This is why I have an agent that remembers all this stuff. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway? Yes, yeah, so it was Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson. So I got to do Bridesmaids with them and I choreographed the bar scene where they're battling each other. So one was swinging on a rope, the other one was right dancing. I didn't yes, know that. yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> so I got to do that, and then from then, from there, I know that I did. so well. <laughs> Goofy shit. Goofy Yo, shit. you did that? Yes. <laughs> Mad goofy. Y'all then, need to really be inspired right now, like for real. Anybody that's trying to tap into this industry, doing what she does, <laughs> you took it to the whole. You took it to a whole nother level tried so, wow because all about movements was. and like you know yeah to be able to study biggie and embody him and teach somebody else to embody him right. like that's just and a man you know what i mean as a woman but mm -hmm. like it's it's different you just but gotta your be focus selfless was, yeah. it was on point and i think i attribute a lot of it to the fact that i wasn't a trained dancer so the first things that used to bother me as a mm -hmm. dancer when i walk into an audition is because i'm not trained i don't know how to plot a beret I don't, didn't know how to split properly. I knew how to do a dance hall split, um, a dutty wine here and there, but I wasn't trained, so I didn't have to. She technique. was a little different. Right? <laughs> so I actually went and took classes and beginner classes with like kids because I'm like, I'm in this world, so I need to learn like basic tap. I'm not the best tap dancer, and if somebody asks me if you can tap, I'm going to say no, but I can choreograph an amazing tap routine, though, because I know what's right, even though if I can't do it. So, yeah, I took myself as an adult to these classes to learn all different styles of dance. Mm -hmm. um, but sorry, yeah, so getting back, I um, so I ended up getting the doing this movie for Tina Fey and Amy polar which mm -hmm. was called sisters yeah. so i got to choreograph their little moment it was like an old school hip-hop party that they were at yeah um so that was fun and through that tina ended up hiring me to be the official choreographer for unbreakable kimmy schmidt mm -hmm. which was cool so i got to do a lot of tv with that and then fast forward to um money monster i meeting Jodie Foster, who directed it. Jody Girl, Foster. let me tell you, I'm sitting in this meeting like, who's the director? I'm meeting who? <laughs> right. And so sitting there with her, and she's telling me that she loves my work. And she's like, what do you think? Do you, uh, how do you feel? These are the characters. I didn't even know George was the person I was supposed to work with. I just went in for a movie right. meeting because right. the producer was the one like, okay, listen, the director wants to call you. And then, just said the director. Yeah. Nothing. And I'm like, mm, Jodie Foster. <laughs> so that was amazing. It was good. Um, she actually, we worked together on understanding the character that George was playing and the way he should move, the music, the outfit, all that kind of, you know, she's picking my brain on some things. And 
was cool. Working with him was amazing. He is funny as fucking heck. George Clooney? We had one rehearsal and one full day rehearsal because after that, when we're shooting, we'd have like, well, they'll block out like an hour prior to. But it was supposed to be a two, sorry, a three hour rehearsal, Mm -hmm. girl. I met, meeting him, I'm there. He comes in, he's like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm George. And I'm like, I'm Tanisha. And he's like, okay, so what you got? No. Because I don't have anything. I'm like, Ah! okay. So I showed him a couple things and he's like, okay, cool, cool. You know, I'm a Sammy Davis Jr. kind of fan. And, you know, I like to move on. I was like, okay, so why don't we do this? And he's like, okay, how about this? All right, cool. All right, done. Two hours left. And he's like, come on, let's sit down. We talked for about two hours hours he told me about his life he told me how he started he told me some tea on other people (laughs) that he's like i know you got some some juice i can tell you some juice i was like i I love everybody i work with and he's like come on tanisha (laughs) so he and i are spitting tea back and forth but he was basically just giving me advice on just like his own life you know he's like i didn't come from money i appreciate everything that i do Mm. you know i had to work hard for this People around me surrounded had money, but it wasn't me. I had to work. And, you know, he talked about like him going into directing now and how, you know, he's passionate about it, but he's nervous at the same time because people know him as an actor. Mm -hmm. And it's like all these different things, these different stories, how he met his wife. And then I was invited to their house in Italy. But I'm like, yeah, of course, that's just all talk. Cause I'm like, every day, anytime I see him, I'm like, hey, George. Still coming to Italy, right? Yeah? No? No? Okay, cool. Because I've seen him like at the premiere and whatnot, so it was funny. Yeah. But still have no invite, but it's okay. That was but, the invite. Maybe you didn't have yeah, on it. the fucking address? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's a remote place in Italy because he's like, I don't want to live in the States, but I love England. He's talking about his wife, how he met her at a dinner party, and he never thought he was going to get married. Because he, he was like, how he was Playboy. Like, oh, yeah, and he's like, hell no. But then she walked in, and he's like, you don't give up, and this and that. And he told me to continue with your life, just like take chances. You just don't know, and always be grateful and thankful. And it was, it was awesome, 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 awesome. Wow. It was so freaking cool working with him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, was that was a lot. I'm just taking right. all of that in. But that, that was I'm a lot. for Italy, but yeah. And that was his one day, three hours working with him. Yeah, so it was really... And I that's worked how you got that scene. Uh, 30 minutes. And then after that, we just spoke. But And that was it? As far as the... Our rehearsal day. Okay. But yeah, I had oh. gotten the job prior to. Okay. So it was cure from that. And then on set, we did a couple one-twos. And I'm like, George, what you want to do? And he's like this. And I was like, okay. Well, he's like, how does this look? And I was like, throw your hat here. And then these are the legs that we do and whatnot. So it was fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Shout out to George Clooney. He always seemed like he was a cool kid. He is everything that we think he is. Okay. He is 100% that, that practical joker, just a sweet human being really like him he's so not pretentious no no not in the least wow not in the least good to hear that i get that from him yeah he's so real i was like i'm in love with george clooney are you single yes like single single Mm mm-hmm like nothing nada smashing nothing Smashing, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because everybody smashes something. Okay, right. cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, but as far as like relationships, anything like like official, because no. I'm listening to you tell this George Clooney story and uh-huh. like how he met his wife and he's like, don't give up. So I'm 
assuming you guys spoke about the fact that, you know, you're not married or right. single mm-hmm. or dating or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So that's what made me kind of go into that. Like, so. Yeah, because we actually touched on, he was just touching on how his wife, you know, she's so busy. Mm-hmm. You know, she yeah. is definitely a, a true professional. And she thought that her life was living and getting like helping people with their rights and their lives and whatnot and never expected she thought she missed the window on being married and stuff and then I was just like yeah I I get that because through yeah just through being a professional in any genre of work as a woman once you take a certain leap where you're like I'm going fast forward straight into this industry and then I want to go to this level and then the next level and anytime you, take a career, you start seriously. yeah anytime seriously. you start going to different levels mm-hmm. then there's really no time that you're able to make to start one, a family feed, yeah or... I even feed into a relationship sometimes yeah. you know and a part of my job is travel consistently so it's hard to like really develop a real relationship mm-hmm. with somebody you know, I've had long-term relationships and stuff. Throughout your career? Yeah, definitely. Two, two major, two long ones. But um, And it was challenging for you because of the traveling and just being yeah. consistent in your it, it became, job? It was always that, but we knew how to work it out. But mm-hmm. it's still tough. It's still tough even today? Yeah, mama, it is. Yeah. It well, is. Sometimes I don't feel too travels. bad. Oh. <laughs> We can really some tea about that. I'm like, I, I don't feel too bad. You know, because I, I agree with you, and we talked about this before on past episodes. Yeah. And just even with my, my girls and just chatting about it, it's just really difficult trying to be successful in your career in that aspect and try to be successful like in a relationship, mm-hmm. especially in this particular industry because you look the way you look. Right. And I feel like insecurities really come into play when it comes to Absolutely. men. And you have to face that as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, and it's the majority of people that I work with happen to be at the top of their career, the Mm -hmm. top of the food chain, like the highest of highest from celebrities. So a lot of times if I'm working with them, some of of the men that I've come across, I'm like, okay, well, I don't have that. So Mm. if I can't measure up to, but I'm like, just because I may be flying to Dubai to put together a show... And maybe staying in a palace doesn't mean I can't come back home and be in a two-bedroom apartment and cook for you. You know what I mean? Or you cook for me or let's sit and watch movies. Like, that's my job. I know how to separate those two. And that ain't my money. Mm-hmm. And that ain't my man. Exactly. I'm just working with him. But it's funny hearing you describe all of that. I'm not a guy, but if I could put myself in his shoes or a guy's uh-huh. shoes, I can empathize with the thought process of being right. insecure. Just literally, just listening to you, just describe like going to Dubai and in the palace, and it's like, wait, what? What? I don't have yeah. that. I understand it, and I get it too. But I'm like, mm-hmm. it ain't. That's a job that get over turns it. off. You know what I mean? And it's that that ain't me. Do you think that kind of force you to kind of deal or? play with the idea of dealing with a coworker or dealing with someone that started off as a professional relationship 
to kind of tap into being a more personal relationship? No, because I am so, my job is everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to mess up my money. You separate church from state. Yeah, I do not want to mess up my money at all. Because that's going to help for my legacy. Help me build my brand for my babies in the future, for my family and whatnot. Mm -mm, I can't. Humans are humans. There's feelings. There's pet. No, no, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) Everything is. I'm not saying like, oh, no. Like, but I'm saying, oh, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, anything could happen. I'll always say that. But I'm not interested because I'm really, really about my job and being professional 100%. and respect it. Cause I feel like the lines yeah. get blurred when you do tap into it, even if it could be a mutual thing, which it usually, yeah, it is. usually is. And yeah. things happen. Of course it's it, natural it for that to happen. Yeah. But you're around people and you vibe and then like spirits and like some people may want to get laid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like shit happens, but you're you know, conscious of not making that happen though, because you don't want to jeopardize. Exactly. That's all. I'll just come home and get some. <laughs> How? You got toys like me? <laughs> okay. Now, I do want to wrap this up with some hip-hop questions. I'm going to run it down. I like to call this segment of the show Confessionals. Well, I just ask you a few hip-hop questions, and you just answer it the way you feel fit. Okay. All right. So, since this is Women in Hip-Hop, since this is my words are running together. Since this is woman in hip hop, can you tell me your top five favorite female rappers? Ooh, of all time, Queen Latifah, MC Light, JJ Fad, JJ Fad, huh? JJ Fad is um, at again. Eve. Oh my gosh! Oh, salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's five. Word. Salt and pepper. I like your your list. <laughs> it's different. Do you have a favorite bar? Like a sixteen bars by a female rapper. Like your favorite line or two. JJ Fad is no, I can't remember it. <laughs> or I smack you, hope. Don't you know? If you mess with me, I'll take your man. Shit. <laughs> Forget it. I don't remember. Womp <laughs> womp. Nope, nope. It's not a womp womp. I love it. Do you have a top five favorite music video directors? Um, oh, directors. Mm-hmm. Yes, Melina. Uh, hype. X. A new girl named Karina Evans is super sick. Um, boom. Karina? I love Alan Ferguson. I love him as a director. Oh, my gosh. Chris Robinson. Mm-hmm. He's legendary. You did good. You gave me six. Look, you, oh, look, really? You, yeah. Oh, you did good. Right. I figured that was a good question for you because I know that okay. you worked with, you know, <laughs> She had me rapping. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. So, what's your favorite? Um, the top five favorite male rappers. I guess I, I'll give it to them. Oh, okay. Top five people I can understand what they're saying. 
<laughs> well, of all time, take it back. Of all time, today. I'm so I don't know basic because I really like storytelling mm-hmm. and stuff. So I love Nas, I love Jay Z, I love Drake, I love um, Andre three thousand. Yes, and. Who else do I understand? And I say their rap. I have Jay, Nas, Drake, and Andre. One more. <gasps> I don't really understand everything he says because I have to literally Google lyrics him. But Kendrick Lamar. Okay. I love the stuff that he talks about. He's dope. That sounds okay. Oh my god! Like yeah. That's okay. a good one. Jay, Nas, Drake, Andre, Kendrick Lamar. Pet peeve. What is it that you hate? Oh my gosh, people on a plane at the back of your seat and they're kicking the back of the seat or whenever they're touching the the uh, screen for the TV and it's poking you in your back. I hate that. With a passion. <laughs> Biggest turn off during intimacy. <laughs> when they slap my ass. Girl! <laughs> What's wrong with that? Right, but you know when they're just smacking it and talking and it's trying to make it seem like it's a fantasy, like just like the way there's a way you smack it and it's sexy, and there's a way you smack it and you don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you're just doing it because you think it's fucking cool and you see it on TV or in the fucking pornos on like Pornhub or some shit. Like you know there's a difference. There's a huge difference. There's like a whack or like a whack. Just to hurt you. Yes. I'm like, I feel like you do it doing? just to hurt because I have a lot of Cushion for the pushes, so you think it doesn't and hurt it, me. It, it doesn't feel good. Like ripples. It's like, especially when it's real. Yes, when it's real, this shit hurts. I think that's what it is. Slap me and palm. You gotta palm it. Like, not slap it, but palm slap. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's a difference. And you know when they like, you be watching shit and you're like, oh, ha, hey, let me get this. Finally get this. You know what I mean? Turn it around. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Palm it. Palm it and hit it. Palm it at home. Yeah, right? Bam. Hit it at home. That's it. Hit that. Not slap me like you're fucking whipping me. That's Suck the up in the fucking movie, Jago. <laughs> I'm so with yes. you on that. Yes. I'm so with you on that. There's that I'm ripple so... that your butt does, and it's like, ooh. Yeah, I know, like, when it's <laughs> slow-mo, and you're like, boop, 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 boop. When you smack it, there's, like, an aftershock effect, and you're like, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, Max. Thank you. And no, I'm no drinking problem. water. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I appreciate you sharing that. <laughs> more questions. Okay. How can a man oppress you? Because... You're single, and dudes has been checking for you since the beginning of time. Really? I've been checking for you since the beginning oh, of time. Oh, it's so sweet. So I could, but I'm real. And I can imagine what the guys are going through. I don't know who they are. <laughs> um, they out there. But <laughs> when somebody, could, when you look into my eyes and you talk to me, I like that. And not to say that you're looking at anything else, but like you can tell when somebody's into you and they're focused on you when they're looking straight into your eyes. Mm. They ain't liars. And look for the check for the next person or just like disinterested or just there, you know? Yeah. That's some real intimacy. You can really stare at somebody and nothing else around you even matters. You can feel it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Got me staring at you. Okay. So what's the worst pickup line you ever heard from a man? 
I'm sure you heard a couple. What did that idiot say again? Um, ew, it was something. I so dismissed him. He was like, don't, don't. And this is how he's talking. He's like, don't, don't, don't I know you? Do you know me? Well, you need to know me. Because I, and I, I literally had ended it right there. <sighs> so before he can say anything, I knew he was gone. You need so to know greasy. me. Yeah, I've you heard that one before. You need to know me? Yeah. Ew. You're gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> boo. No thanks. I'm with you on that. Strip club, yes or no? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay now. Okay. Dancing for me is a hobby. What's a hobby for you? Actually going to the movies. Very simple. Yeah. Simplicity of it all. Yeah. When it's all said and done, you already told us earlier how you would like to be remembered. Yeah. If you can, just reiterate that because I want to put that in an interview. Okay. When it's all said and done, how would Tanisha Scott like to be remembered? When it's all said and done, the way I'd like to be remembered is being a vessel to help people be the best version of themselves, Mm -hmm. allowing and helping people to relieve themselves of their insecurities and strip themselves to their bareness, which is just their soul, and be able to just show their light and enlighten other people through their own strengths and their weaknesses. That's it. I just want people to be the best version of themselves. That's it. Yeah. And to carry on their own legacy and to move other people and to love up on people and stuff, man. That's it. I just want to help people get over their insecurities and whatnot and just go as far as they can. Yeah. Sing, rap, dance, whatever it is, direct, whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we talked about everything that happened in the beginning of your career, even uh-huh. in your life, growing up in Toronto with your family and your dad being a DJ. Was he a hip hop DJ? Hip-hop? No, dance hall. Dance hall. Well, okay. you know what? Actually, he played all sorts of music, so okay. that's not true because he did funk every like everything. He played it all. Okay. So let me not say that. I'm not gonna put him in a box. Okay. Shout out to pops. <laughs> to you going to uh, Windsor College, Windsor yes. University, is uh-huh. it called? Dropping out. That's okay. That's okay. And to you starting this huge career in, in, in this industry, to now working with people like Tina Fey, George Clooney, Whitney Houston, the late great Whitney mm. Houston, you know, all these people, Aaliyah, to where you are in life right now, if you could sum it up to where mm. you are in life right now, the state that you're in, in one word, what would it be? Complete. Complete? I am. My grandmother always says, don't say that. You have more to do. But I've been blessed to do more than I've ever expected to do. Um, I know that I've worked on at least 85 music videos. And I've been able to work with just about every artist in some capacity. And to know that my dream was just to dance and God keeps showing me these different avenues and pushing me in different places. Because I'm really like, I don't have a plan anymore. I'm just going where people see me fit and I'm just excelling at it because I believe in myself and I believe in people and I believe in art and I believe in music and I believe in telling a story. So however sees fit, whatever genre I'm supposed to end up into, 
I really believe I will because I'm so good because I just started off just wanting to dance. Yeah. Never wanted to choreograph. Never wanted to do artist development. I didn't even know what that was. Movies, like all these things started coming about because I danced and I danced with everything that I had, with what I knew and that's just the feeling. And because it's blossomed to so many things, I'm complete because I know who I am and I know I'm getting greater and better and better at it. So I'm complete when it comes to my career. Mm. <laughs> complete with so much more to do. do. Thank yeah. you so much, Tanisha Scott, for this interview. <laughs> I really want to thank you for this interview. Like I said, you was on my bucket list, and I really wanted to sit here and connect with you and bond with you and to thank you for being that sister on TV to represent for sisters like myself, color, wise skin color, Body-wise, is being curvaceous the way that you are. You really represent us so well. And, again, I would thank you for that, along with other black sisters like myself watching you coming up. And um, I'm speaking for them as well. And thank you for this interview. And this is Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. Complete is the way my girl is feeling right now. And y'all make sure y'all follow her and y'all stay tuned for more on Woman in Hip Hop. I'll see y'all later. Deuces. Woo-hoo. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.